Hello, welcome to another episode of Crownsman Energy. I'm your host, Jared Downey. We have two guests in the studio today from Versana. Now, they are dealing with radio counterflow separation. You notice I'm looking down at my notes very quickly because I spent a lot of time trying to understand the technology. And I am actually starting to grasp it a bit, but thankfully we've got um, the CEO and the executive uh, vice president in. So we have Miles McGovern and Andrew McGovern on the show today. Before we jump into Versana, we got to hand it over to our sponsors. So Gowdy, take it away. Okay, today we have Savanaugh Equipment. Are you working on pipelines, oil and gas projects, renewable energy, or LNG, and need to save some cash? Well, you can visit Savanaugh Equipment. They have industrial pumps, electrical equipment, from motors to transformers, and even surplus pipe, and much, much more available now. Visit SavanaughEquipment.com, where you will find more equipment every day. We also have SolarSet. Introducing the SolarSet Fold, the new foldable frame solar system brings power to your residential and commercial property and can be shipped worldwide. Like all SolarSet products, the SolarSet Fold turn, comes turnkey, pre-assembled, and is easily transported and installed. You can learn more about the SolarSet Fold and their full line of amazing solar systems at SolarSet.com. And last but not least, we have Power Zone. When you need a specialized, specialized team of world-class engineers for your oil and gas pipelines, dewatering, or any fluid handling needs, you want to visit PowerZone.com. In addition to their inventory of rebuilt pumps, motors, engines, they also have an amazing team to design and engineer your systems, no matter the challenge, no matter the location. Get in the zone with Power Zone. Visit them at PowerZone.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss a single episode of Crownsman Energy. You can also contact Desk if you'd like to be part of the show at info at crownsman.com. Okay, thank you, Gowdy. And okay, Miles and Andrew, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Um, I, I hope you're ready for some uh, <laughs> very untechnical questions as I try to figure out what uh, what you're doing over there, but it's pretty interesting stuff. Um, so maybe, maybe Miles, we'll start with you. Can you just kind of give us that, that, that bird's eye view of Versana? That's absolutely, thanks, Gary. Um, we're a clean tech company, and uh, we really, you know, as you said, focusing on a couple of key areas. There's three. Number one is how do you create and build sustainable long-term products, profitable products from waste? Uh, another area of focus is into reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And then the third is the reclamation of contaminated environments. And where we started with this is to look at, in particular, how we can have an impact in terms of the energy transition and looking at how do we clean up and support the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions and in the current environment of the, the oil sands, as well as then building towards a longer term, more sustainable, uh, clean tech energy solutions. I have, to, I have to ask, uh, Miles, has there ever been a better time to be in this space with things like government regulations drive, sort of driving through to, to, and companies need to meet those demands um, and those regulations? Um, this is why we're here. Um, we, when we started the company, it was really looking at the demand and the opportunity within this space. There are some big problems with big opportunities. And so that's really where we're looking at, at focusing the company. Uh, I guess before we go, uh, Andrew, welcome to the show as well. I, there, I, 
from what I understand, that it's a father and son here, right? Is that who do we have on the show? <laughs> That's correct. Father and son team. So have you guys, uh, we're going to get into the tech technology and everything. Uh, have you guys had a chance to work together before, or is this the first company you, you got to be on a project with? No, actually, uh, Andrew Andrews and I have worked together for many years. I think uh, he was, heck, in our previous company, we had a, a technology capturing 360-degree video. Mm. He was actually, I think, a Google Street View driver for us. We were the guys behind Google Street View. So, uh <laughs> yeah, and then we uh, we built up that company and uh, sold it to Digital Domain um, down in LA. And Andrew worked for them for a couple of years, and we've now focused on uh, what we believe is a big opportunity here. Um, can you can you talk to us? Uh, you know, and, and I know we're going to talk about into that sort of that transitioning uh, technology. Andrew will bring you in for that. But but Miles, can I can I stick with you for just a moment to just sort of um, outline a little bit more about the technology that you're developing at sort of a high level? Sure. Um, there there's two basic parts to this. Number one is you know leveraging the radial counterflow, which is a separation technology that that we are leveraging that across uh, both the you know, solids, liquids, and gases. So applications in those areas of pyrolysis of bio, um, into biofuels, the you know, carbon capture areas, as well as yeah, mentioned reclamation of contaminated environments, tailing ponds, and so forth. Um, but the other thread in that is we had recently acquired a company, Nanostech, and that was for the catalysts. They are a nanoparticle catalyst company. And the, the catalyst is really the most efficient and effective way uh, to environmentally cause a change within uh, that environment. And so leveraging those catalysts is extremely important. So when you started, Rosanna, uh, just to sort of put it together, the, the products you're developing and now the acquisitions, um, was that sort of a goal right from getting to start to sort of uh, acquire some of these technologies and, the, and these systems and sort of put together that ecosystem? Is that part of the goal? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it basically, when we looked at it, the, the first project we were starting with was the pyrolysis project. Um, we moved that from Portland State University to the uh, University of Calgary. And there's three components within there. There's your feedstock, your reactor, and then the upgrading of the oil that you create afterwards. So what we're trying to do is consolidate. So the, the catalysis portion of the upgrading of the oil is where Nanostech came into play. So we look at how do we either build buy or partner with the appropriate people to provide a solution is where is the where is the 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 industry at like when you're talking is there is there a lot of interest right now um in in what you're doing and and sort of these collaborations with the large organizations and is there is it if when you're on the outside looking in, which I'm, I am a little bit, it, it feels like there's a lot of demand for what your targets are. Is that is that what we're is that what you're seeing in, in your actual day to day conversations? Uh, absolutely. I mean, this is you know front and center and every clean fuel standard. So it's dealing with the decarbonization of the existing fossil fuels. It's looking at you know ways of carbon capture and reducing our our 
you know, uh, carbon footprint uh, overall. Obviously, this is very topical with the, the both provincial and federal governments. You know, it's global. So this is every, this touches every industry. You know, Andrew, I, I want to jump over you, to you for a minute because um, I want to sort of understand what, yes, what is different that you're doing that, that, than that is being done right now? Because there has been a lot of movement and a lot of talk over the last five years of technologies being developed. Where, where is Versana coming in that is, you can actually see that distinct difference that you're bringing to the market and sort of that projection going forward? There, there's a couple of different facets. One is we have a belief here at Versana that, you know what, we are undergoing an energy transition, not a revolution. So number one, a lot of people believe that, you know, tomorrow we're going to wake up, we're all going to be driving electric vehicles and we'll have solar panels on the top of our roof. You know, that's going to be a reality in the long, long term. But the reality today is we consume 95 million barrels of oil a day. At best, most reasonable estimates are in 30 years, we're going to be consuming 60 to 7 million barrels a day. There's a big opportunity in finding solutions around how we can decarbonize fossil fuel. And that's kind of where Versana is focusing a lot of our efforts. We're developing technologies that are making a meaningful impact today that are being able to decarbonize fossil fuel across the board from where it's being produced and extracted from the ground to where it's being uh, used as a fuel and transportation to, you know, being able to capture the emissions that actually happen uh, pre post combustion from using carbon capture and so forth. So part of our focus here is really how do we start to target the fossil fuel and really start to decarbonize that to make a meaningful impact. And secondly, as we do that, all of our business models, it's really focused on how do you make profitable yeah, solutions for our customers today. So a lot of the fuels that we're producing, the carbon capture technologies, all of them have an immediate economic impact. We're not focused on really providing a, a green benefit where, you know, something just costs more because it's green. You know, we're providing solutions that are really lowering the cost of production and making it actually profitable and more efficient for these customers. That must have its own, why, again, because I'm, I'm not an engineer and I'm not a scientist. So those two things can make it tough for me to understand different elements of it. Um, but where is, is the, the, the higher price that people are paying for some of these technologies, is that, is that an oversight on the development uh, side of, of of green technology is not is not looking at it from the way that you're approaching it. Has that actually held it back? Do you think, or has it just been the technology hasn't been advanced enough? It's it's a little both more on the advancement side. You know, if you look at oil, it's uh, it, it's a heck of a product. You know, it costs less than a liter of coke at the end of the day. You know, you have an infrastructure that allows you to deliver a high energy source you know, to a customer to heat their home, power their car, and, you know, ultimately costs less than a liter of coke that you buy at the store. You know, that's a pretty high bar for an incumbent technology. But you look at all of these other technologies that are coming in trying to disrupt the energy space, like solar, renewable fuels, 
they're all coming in and they are, you know, higher initially, but they're all starting to, you know, decline in their cost reduction. And it's very similar like any technology when it comes into the market, right? Any disruptive technology tends to be, you know, a little cost prohibitive initially, but as it starts to gain traction and, and grow, that cost of production goes down. And you've seen that across the board in, you know, cost of renewable fuels, cost of solar per megawatt, all of that is all declining. So you're gonna hit that inflection point when it just becomes, you know, more, uh, you know, more profitable for uh, companies to start using these alternative forms of energy. Um, Miles, over to you, the, there's, I mean, there's so much talk about 2030, 2040 uh, goals. Um, and, and so, again, a little bit from the outside looking in, when I hear, you know, government make statements, it, it seems like a, it seems like a pretty high, high goal to me, but sort of can you talk about as a company where you see your place in some of these uh, emission reduction goals? Sure, and I think, you know, building on what Andrew was saying, we're, we're focused on delivering real solutions today. And so as an example, we have a, a technology that we, uh, as part of the, the acquisition of Nanostech, it's called ISAT. So it is, you know, in the traditional fossil fuel sense, the, there's a, there's been steam-assisted gravity drain, the SAG-D process for extracting oil. And, you know, they are trying to, as you said, kind of layer green things on top of that. Mm. Our approach has been a very different approach. What we're doing with this technology is injecting a catalyst directly into the reservoir. And what that does is it causes a reaction, a chemical reaction in the reservoir. So it adheres, this catalyst adheres to the, the rock wall of the reservoir and creates a fixed bed reactor, which upgrades the quality of the oil in situ, so in the ground. And the producer is able to extract more oil and it's a higher quality oil. And they're doing it with reducing their greenhouse gas emissions by 50%. So all of a sudden, you're now taking a major disruption in terms of the existing process of how do, how do you produce that liter you know, barrel of oil. And we're able to not only have a significant environmental impact on them, getting them to their 2030 goals today, but we're able to hit their bottom line with being able to produce uh, better quality oil faster. So where is the technology at? Like, um, you know, for industry ready standards, where, where, where is that right now? Um, this technology has been, you know, we did our uh, fairly significant due diligence um, with Vizian uh, doing a lot of our, our supporting work and looking at the technology. It has been through numerous simulations, lab scale build out, we have a, uh, a $5 million skid that has been produced and is ready for deployment. Um, it was to be deployed down into Mexico. It's been delayed a year. And so what we're looking to do is deploy that into a reservoir this summer. Uh, so it would be what they would call a TRL, um, TRL 7. So technology readiness level 7. Mm. Actually, Actually, just, just, just a quick, quick, uh, quick side note. note. What, what with everything, um, you know, being shut down and the global supply chain and all these things that we're dealing with right now, is that 
has there been any, I mean, obviously the disadvantages of sets back development or deployment, I should say, has it given you an opportunity to sort of iron out um, your business strategy? Has there been any upside to the, this type of situation? I think, I mean, we've been, we've been running pretty hard at this and very focused around, you know, what we have to do. I think the, the nice thing is it has given a lot of other people in the industry the, the time to sit back and go, what are we doing? Uh, and, you know, the traditional processes, when you, you get some of the large players in the oil sands that have to go, hey, what are we doing to really impact, um, you know, and our ESG strategy for them, um, they looked at these types of technologies and go, hey, this, this can help us in this area. Yeah, I want to jump it over to you because you sort of touched on um, these other technologies coming online, and I wanted to, to talk about that a little bit. I was, I was on your website, I've been on it a few times, it's one of these things that it's, um, I kind of go, I see some, I'm trying to find the similarities between the technologies, it looks like you have multiple technologies for different streams, different applications. Um, can you talk about some of the other products you have coming online or that are online? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of those products are really based on a kind of a core platform, which we like to call radio counterflow. Not to get too technical into it, it's, that, it's essentially harnessing this idea of vortex separation. So how we create these little vortices is between two spinning disks. And they really provide a powerful source of separation across anything from liquids to solids, even gases. So we take this baseline technology and we apply it to actually different products and different market applications. Uh, one of them is, is our renewable fuel side. So what we're currently doing right now, we're developing a process that can take a number of different waste feeds. So anything from municipal solid waste, agricultural residue, forestry residue, and we can actually break this down to its chemical components and reassemble them into a renewable transportation fuel. Something that is a drop in gasoline, diesel, even jet fuel, something that you know, a customer can either fill up right at the pump or can actually be blended into an existing fuel feedstocks that can be you know, refined at refiners and so forth. So part of you know, that radio counterflow platform is we're applying that to a whole renewable fuels process that's gonna allow us to really convert waste and convert that into a transportation fuel. And the real benefits there is really providing that circular economy. But when you're dealing with this waste residue, such as agricultural, forestry, it actually has significant emissions reduction compared to regular gasoline. We're seeing upwards of 80% emissions reductions coming from a tailpipe of a car. So when we look at that from a policy perspective, you know, using this type of renewable fuel, you know, within the fuel market, you can have a significant impact in reducing uh, emissions within uh, the transportation sector. So, so I, just I just wanted to kind of, both you want to answer to this, it's, it's sort of this goal though, and I, I think you've already answered, but I want to clarify, it's sort of the goal to, to integrate this technology into, and we're going to do a little more, more forward-looking as well, but into, currently integrate this technology in a way that doesn't disrupt the operations 
um, of, of, of the companies that are producing these, these fuels and, you know, in the egg sector and all this, you're, you're, trying, you're trying to integrate in and then without, without being disruptive. Is that sort of the, the idea? That's exactly right, Jared. And the way we look at it is there is such a complex supply chain and infrastructure around how we uh, pull oil out of the ground and how we deliver it to consumers. And part of that whole, you know, economic benefit and disruption that we're pushing with our technology and our process uh, is really working within those supply chains. So when you look at our renewable fuels business, you know, when we're taking that waste and creating the fuel, we're actually creating a synthetic low emission bio crude that is no different than regular crude oil. So it can be used at a refinery, you know, it can be transported via a pipeline, uh, it can be used in a regular car. It doesn't, the car doesn't need any you know, modifications to its engine. So the whole idea of that drop in fuel, that's what we're really pushing because we believe we can integrate with, you know, all the existing infrastructure that the petroleum industry has already built. Miles, over, over to you, how, how do you, I mean, you, I, I, I've, I've looked through your LinkedIn, LinkedIn and you've been at the head, head of, of a few companies, companies. Um, and how, how do you bring in a market like, like this, where your sort of technology seems to be applicable in so many sectors, um, how, how do you sort, sort of bring, bring it all together? Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's always, always a challenge to, to make sure you focus and look at the applications, but, you know, the, the key common thread here is we have a very similar technology um, and, you know, with the catalyst as well. And what we're doing is just really simple market segmentation and trying to work, you know, when you look at the energy sector and you know, what we've been chatting about in terms of the transition, this is an evolution, not a revolution. It's a transition that's taking place. And we're working you know, with those customers through that path. And we have a couple of different technologies that we support those individual groups. So we have you know, the, the ISA product line. But when, you know, we right behind that, then we're working with a potential same customer on the biofuels and how they integrate that. They also have the same interest around carbon capture and, you know, eventually taking that carbon and converting that into other useful products, um, energy products, city gas, uh, carbon nanotubes, nanofibers, so forth. Is this, is this in comparison, comparison to some of the other companies, have you ever, have you ever, ever worked on a project that is this, um, this, this, this integrated across multiple sectors? It, it, it seems... Um, it, it seems, seems like, like the opportunity is absolutely amazing, um, but, but I was just curious, have you, have you seen this much, a mixture of so much integration, but also into existing technology that are, you know, kind of side by side, but they're actually cross industries? It's, it's, it's unique um, because I think within this space, you're dealing with, you know, huge operations, huge dollars that are, you know, in terms of the energy creation and, you know, the energy demand. And so, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is be very focused around delivering a very pragmatic solution of how do you deal with something today and at the same time being prepared for solutions tomorrow. What, what about companies, companies you talk to, to they, they, they um, 
how, how do you sort of, how are you, are you communicating to them, them this is not, you know, uh, and Andrew touched on it, is that you're not, this is not, the idea is not a cost increase, this is another, this is another financial strain on their company, it's what you're trying to get to. Um, how, how do you have, have that conversation at, at a high level, level with these companies that are trying, trying to make these major decisions? decisions? I think most of them are starting to look at, you know, they, they understand they have a problem and they have to they have to start to address this. You know, their investor base are letting them know that they've got to deal with these these matters. And in order to do that, they have to start thinking outside the box. Um, a lot of our solutions are, are there for that. So in the case of ISAT and the oil um, producers, I mean they are absolutely you know, when they see what our technology can do, they're starting to say, hey, this is something they want to look at. You know, they've been very upfront with me. This isn't snake oil. This is something that you guys, you know, this is, makes sense. You're coming in, you, this is well thought out. You're well supported from an academic standpoint, the, the, the science behind it. Now we have to prove it. Um, and then at the same time, they are, you know, as Andrew said, every one of these companies is looking at a renewable plan and then trying to understand how they will integrate the, the renewable fuels into their current process. And, and, and that's actually, you talked about the research, and that was a kind of a direction I want to understand as well, is that how do you, how do you prove it to a customer before they start investing in, in new technology? Is, is do you, do you partner, partner up with universities? universities? Have, are you just um, you know, you know with, with, with the acquisitions they've, they've already, already done sort of that heavy lifting of approving the technology? Sort of what has been your approach? Well, I think um, we we've always enjoyed a very good working relationship with the universities and the academics. Um, you know, the acquisition of Nanotech, quite frankly, is a team of 20 PhD chemical engineering PhDs from the University of Calgary who have been working on this for their whole careers. Upgrading oils uh, from you know, Venezuela to the oil sands, doing a lot of this work. They're the same guys behind a lot of the new biofuels that have had quality issues and so forth. So they, they are taking what you know, they've been studying for years and applying this. Um, they as well have you know, multi-million dollar labs that they have been funded by the, this is the oil sector and have done all the simulations on this. So as, as I mentioned, when Izzian did it, you know, was helping us with their due diligence, they were pretty impressed with the, the level of simulation that had been done, as well as um, you know, all of the lab and scale and mass balances that have been calculated on this. It's now a stage where you got to go, okay, theoretically, you've got improvement. Now you just got improvement in, in, in the field and in, in the reservoir. I'm always curious, curious Miles, when, when someone, someone in your, your, your position and, and Andrews is just developing these companies, from, from day, day one, one I've, I've asked this question before on the show, show. From, from day, day one, the amount that it, it takes to get, get these technologies actually into, into the operations and, and, and brought, brought into the market, did you, do you, do you realize what, what it's going, going to take going in and, and the amount of detail you're going to have, have to deliver? Or do you, do you know, know the technology is there, there and, and you, you start, start to just sort of one, one, one step, step in front, front of the other? other. What, 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 what sort of was your, what, what was your, your approach, approach to it? Well, I think, you know, we're really, um, 
because we're not chemical engineers. I'm not an engineer. My background is business and computing science, and we bring the same approach that we brought in our other software companies and camera company was a very iterative approach to getting in. How do we test this very quickly and do it cost effectively? And then if you can prove that there's a model and a business there, that this is profitable for the customer, it, you know, helps them achieve their goals of reducing their greenhouse gas emissions. You've got a business that makes sense, and then you can fund it to the next step. So we try to keep that risk and mitigate any risk of taking those first couple of steps to root it out. And that's sort of where we are right now. It's not a you know, $100 million implementation to root this. This is a small little test. You already have the... Uh, cats get built, so, so it's just, just a matter of deploying it. Andrew, I want to shift gears a little bit on, on where is your perception, if, and, and, and it's, I, I, I would say, say you probably, probably have, you know, you know both, both of you have, have a bit more of an educated guess than some, some of us would. would. Where, where do you see the, in that 2050, you already touched on it a little bit, but where does the energy industry end up by, let's say, 2050? And I don't mean... Like, like a full, full prediction. prediction. I mean, what what, what, are, what are the things, things that are in development that, that we are going, going to see from your from your, from your perspective? You know, I, it's, it's always tough to try to predict the future, especially when you're you know predicting the future three years or so. But uh, I, I would say 2050. You know, obviously the, the movement towards electrification will really take hold, especially in first world developing countries like North America market. You know, you know, EVs, uh, you know, you know, solar, wind, wind uh, and energy are going to play a greater, 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 greater mix into the whole energy portfolio. I also see, again, those transition uh, in energy sources, such as renewable fuels, carbon, carbon capture on, you know, natural gas electrification plants, and so forth. They're going to play a greater, greater, greater role because there's going to be a big need for you know, that, that decarbonizing technology because the energy mix is still going to be made up of a majority of fossil fuel uh, sources. So those are going to play a really, really big role. And then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that, you know, you're going to see these kind of new technologies, new energy sources starting to come onto the scene, like hydrogen, uh, you, know, you know, potentially even, you know, newer wave technologies, who knows, fusion, maybe uh, smaller uh, modular nuclear reactors, those who start to play, you know, a minority role, but we, you know, start to see more and more of those in the future. This is, this is a little, little bit, bit of a tricky question, question and I'll, I'll put it to both of you. And, and it's, it's just, just something I don't, I don't understand. And I, I don't know if, if you, you have, have research right, right at your fingertips about, about it. But, but you, you talk, talk a little bit. bit. I mean, there's eggs, there's forestry, there's, there's, there's waste um, and, you know, the, in, in, in manufacturing sector and all, all these. How, what, what, what is, what is that, that total? I, 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 don't I don't even know why I had to ask the question. Is it? Is, is it 5% waste, waste that could be turned into renewable fuels? Is it 20%? Um, do you have, do you have a, a rough idea of what the number we're talking about? If they, what, what, what the amount of waste actually is? Even, even if you had like one or two sectors, you could highlight? 
Yeah, it's, it's an interesting statistic, you know, looking, looking at the Canadian market specifically, the average Canadian produces about 2.7 kilograms of waste per day. We are at a per capita basis, we are, you know, the most wasteful country in the world. You know, worse than the U.S., worse than China, believe it or not. Uh, we also consume three liters of gasoline every day. You know, you know we, we believe that, that you, know, you know part of that, that whole circular economy approach. You can, can start, start supplementing a lot of that waste is being created on a per day, day basis with, with the demand for you know, you know transportation fuels. fuels. And we, we believe there's, there's been, been you know, a lot of modeling out here that you know you, you can start, start to make a very big impact in, in transportation fuel supply with, with these you know waste products that uh, can potentially be created upwards of you know a thermal waste uh, all, all, all transportation fuel can be supplemented by renewable fuels already here. Uh, five percent of all gasoline uh, within the U.S. and, and soon to be Canada is already, already coming from renewable fuel sources. sources. We already, we already have, have regulations in place, place that say, "Hey, you, you need to have ethanol as part of your gasoline blend." blend. So already, already five percent is already mandated, mandated by, by the government, and you know, you know we believe we can actually go further beyond that five percent. Uh, so, so long, long as you provide, provide you know, a great, great cost-competitive product that's, you know, equivalent to gasoline and uh, traditional fossil fuels. I mean, so part, part of that, that vision, is, you know, you want to have, have that farmer, you know, in the ag space who is going to the silo to drop off his crop and maybe able to, you know, drop off all of his waste products as well. And that, you know, what we're focused on is the process of that. We have a mini refinery technology that we're developing. So essentially that farmer would be able to go drop that off, fill up his truck back with diesel, buy the diesel and continue back to farm. So you're creating, as I said, that whole circular economy. We're trying to bring this technology as well, right down to a very decentralized local type of environment that can be implemented. And, and where, where would that, that like, when, 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 when could, could that happen? happen? And, 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 and I'm not asking for a future, uh, a future you know, you're, 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 you're a company, company that's growing, growing and, I, and I understand that, that. but I'm just, I mean, I mean within, within a 10 year range. range. Will that, will that farmer, could that, that farmer, and I think, I think that's, that's the key, could that, that farmer, if it gets, gets the support and the development and gets to those right stages, could it happen in 10 years? Could a farmer be doing that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think, you know, given, given where the, you know, potential, potential the technology is right, right now and given, given the appropriate, you know, market environment, I think, I think within 10 years, you can start, start to see this being an even greater share of the transportation market. market. And, you know, more of an emphasis on that, you know, you know geolocated, you know, you know modular type, uh, you know, supply chain for transportation fuel. Okay. We'll be, we'll be in a pilot, pilot stage for, for you know, Q1 uh, 2022, and it's a plan to start, start to combine the pyrolysis with the, the mini, mini refinery and pilot those out. You know, uh, just, just, just before, before we wrap, wrap up, up um, I, I, guess, I guess maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do, do two, two versions of the same question. question. For, for, for you, you Miles, what, what is it like, like you've done a few companies, companies and, and, and brought products, products to market, market, which is, a, I mean, I mean I'll, again, again read your, your bio. bio. What, what does, does it get, get 
does it, does get, it get more exciting, exciting than this? I don't know, I don't know if that's, that's a great question. question. I don't know I don't how to put you on the spot. No, no, the last is way more fun. fun. <laughs> but but uh, at, at, at the same, same time, time it, this, this is a this, this is a big, big thing, thing to bring, bring into, into an industry, industry and, and, and really, really has, has an impact, impact on, on, on on life, life moving, moving forward. forward. Um, what, what is, is that, that sense? sense? You know, I've done, done a few. Do you still have that same sort of excitement about doing it? How do you sort of approach it now? I, I think it goes back, back to, to you know, what we what said earlier is we're in this space, space for a reason. reason. It's, it's, we, we see a huge opportunity. And, and uh, you know, our previous companies, that was part of it. We saw, you know, know hey, hey, there's a problem, we can, we can deliver, deliver a solution. And, you know, we, we've always loved that pioneering new and disruptive technologies. And we just see this as such a fantastic opportunity. Um, and and there's, there's so many, many you know, it's, it's very, very much in its infancy, and there's a great, great opportunity to consolidate, aggregate technology, some companies to really, really provide meaningful solutions. And, and, and Andrew, you, 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 you work, work with, with uh, you, you you've worked, worked with your father, you've worked with Miles um, on, on other projects before. before. Sort of, sort of, what do you, what you sort, sort of now, now so, so, so this sort of like round, round two, two now, now um, what is, what is it, it like for you, this experience of, of taking, uh, taking something, something to the market, market that's sort of, sort of such, such a big, big impact? impact. Uh, uh, you know what, kind of going on what Miles said was, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of, of our success and why companies have been you know, very, very successful is, is you know, we've always done a good job, job of you know, really, really identifying a problem and providing a solution. And what's, what's you, know, you know, a bigger, bigger problem than climate change. change. And, you know, I have, I have a one-year-old one daughter. daughter. It's uh, how, how can you not, you know, you know really, really be involved in a company that's, you know, really, really building solutions is going to change that. And it's going to change, you know, the future of a lot of generations. This is a big issue. And, you know, you know, ultimately, you know, people, people getting, getting together, you know, across the globe and really, really trying to solve, you know, this problem of climate change through innovation. It's exciting. It's, uh, you know, it's a great, great, uh, great opportunity. It's, it's a really, really big problem. But, uh, you know, you know these, these big problems, these need big solutions. I think you can deliver on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank, well, thank, well, thank, thank you. Thank, thank you for coming, coming on the show. show. It's, uh, you know, this yeah, is a tough interview because you are in these small sectors. sectors. And I, I hope at some, some point, point as, as it continues to develop, develop uh, we get, get you back, back on, on sort of maybe, maybe pick out two, two or three, three really, really unpack that, te uh, that, uh, that technology specific board. I, I, I think it would be a very, very interesting interview. But I think this is a good start. Thank you both for joining the show today. Very appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay, okay. Hey, thank, thank you, everybody. everybody. Um, we're, we're, we're going to have, have you know, if you watch, there's going to be pictures that we're showing. And, uh, um, you know, it's, 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 it's they covered it on a high level, level and it sort of went in. So I, I know there's going to be a lot of questions, and, and I, I hope I did a, a good job, job at least. Sometimes, sometimes in this interview, it's just about getting, getting out of the way. So, so um, you know, you know it's, it's very interesting what Jen is doing. We're going to have links to their website and hanging them on social media. You'll see it on LinkedIn. So make, so make sure, sure to connect with them and follow what they're doing. doing. Um, um, I, it's, it's sort of like, like the show. show. They're just, they're just getting, getting started, started. So it's very, very exciting. exciting. Um, if, if you want, you want to suggest guests, guests we, are we are working now for the rest of the year right now. Right now. We're, we're watching this. Um, we're in 2021 midway. 
We're going to be we're booking going to be down 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 show shows for you. We're starting a show. Please, please keep reaching out. Guests, sponsors, love working with you. We love being part of the voice industry. And we'll see you on the next episode of Crown Crowns and Energy. Energy.